Joan coming to you today with episode four of Ladies in the Lead. And I am super excited this week to present to you Jaden Compton Freeze. And this week's episode is just such a great, I think, conversation about how Jaden has always been that connection for her dad and their family to promote the livestock and not only in the show ring, but also how she has really been a part of the breeding and understanding their family's uh, shorthorn herd and understanding that public relations aspect. And she gives it all to you guys. When you're a friend with Jaden, you are blessed with positivity and commitment from her that lifts you up. And I already know you heard her name earlier. If you listen to episode one, Erica Chapman talked about how Jaden was her mentor, how Jaden took her under her wing. And if you look around our community, so many people will tell you that. So many young ladies and guys and friends will tell you how much Jaden gives back. I love too how she's taken on, you know, putting on a show um, in the fall and trying to keep that tradition going. I just cannot wait for you to hear it all. It's just a great episode. I hope you enjoyed as much too. I just want to put out there a little shout out. We recorded this before the county fair and wouldn't you know it that that goat project she's talking about? Well, yeah, it won, of course, and went on to go to our regional show and had an outstanding showing there and it's won again and I can't wait to see what they do at state fair with him. Thanks for listening. Keep sharing and check out. I got merchandise out now. So if you want to support the ladies in the lead brand, please feel free to reach out to me. I have sweatshirts available. But I cannot wait to see you all soon out on the road. Let's get started with Jaden Compton Freeze. Welcome to Ladies in the Lead. I'm so excited to have you. Yay, Jane Compton Freeze for anyone who can't see who I'm talking to. <laughs> yeah. Are you used to your new last name yet? Not at all. Like, I come, I, I, it's more so like when we're going places or like I want people to know who I am. They don't know me as Jaden Freeze, so I'm always like, this is Jaden Compton, but I was married, so this is Jaden Freeze. So I'm just, I'm always bringing my last name in. <laughs> I know. And Robert has been around in the area for so long, so a lot of people know him. Yeah. But I know for myself, I live where I grew up. Yeah. And so I still, to this day, if I need a tire change or housework done, like yeah. cement work or something, I still say my maiden name. Yeah. So you'll be saying your maiden name forever. The rest of my life. <laughs> I, I know. And I'm, I I tried to get Robert to take my last name, oh. but it didn't work. <laughs> he wouldn't do it at all? No, no, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was fine. I I was okay with that, but I was just joking. He, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so exciting. You guys have been together for a while. So yeah. getting married last uh, June, May? May. May? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Coming up in a year, year next week. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I can't believe it's already been a year I'm glad it's over with that planning process was like it was stressful but it was it was well worth it in the end <laughs> that's for sure I know so the newlywed face hasn't worn off yet uh I feel like things just are the same as they've always been that's just good. you know and you know it's right yeah, yeah. that's right <laughs> that's right well um if you haven't 
really um, been out and about much or heard from this podcast. This podcast, you know, is all about what I believe is women in the stock show industry. Mm -hmm. And for those of our listeners who might, this might be their first episode listening to it because you're a super rock star, so people (laughs) might just jump right in. Uh, It's really to me about not talking to women about women in the industry, but it's talking about the industry and being women in the industry, just talking about the industry. Yeah. So one of my things is I always say ladies in the lead and then the subphrase is she stock shows. Mm-hmm. So if I said to you, Jaden, she stock shows, how would you identify with that? How would that mean to you? Um, I feel like uh, women in today's society are just like kind of put to the side. And mm-hmm. so when I hear like she stock shows, I feel like that just like brings a whole new light to who we are and and what we can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are just as capable as what men are, and you know, it's not anything against the men. I don't yeah. think it's ever been. It's not always all their fault, but I just feel like it's just been a predominantly man's world mm-hmm. and man's business. And I feel like just more and more women are judging and doing those sorts of things, and so mm-hmm. I just feel like the she's what it would mean to me is just like shedding a light on those women yeah. that you know need what do you when I say to you you stock show what what part of that do you own is it the do you see yourself as a fitter as a producer as a mentor how do you see that in the industry for yourself for myself I see I as a promoter I guess and so I am a teacher and mm-hmm. so obviously I love like helping younger kids I love helping um, share my passion of this. I've always shown. I love showing. Like yeah. that's always been my thing. I enjoy being in the ring, and I enjoy reliving those memories that I had. And you know, I that's my passion mm-hmm. is, is sharing those sorts of tips and tricks and how I got through my years of showing and and doing pretty well yeah. showing wise. Yeah. That's where I would, I guess, identify myself is yeah. is in the show ring and promoting this to the youth and trying to get more kids involved. So for those of you who don't know you, you're a big cattle shower, mm-hmm. specifically shorthorns. Yep. Big in the shorthorn industry. Did you ever show anything else? Pigs, sheep, um, or goats? Nope. I was never allowed to growing <laughs> up. What do you mean allowed I to? I tried Your dad to, would let yeah, you? Nope. He okay. would, my dad would not allow me to show other livestock. He, I tried to do pigs one year. Chris um, Shinker yeah. and the Shinker family, and we were all really close because Chris used to show for my dad. And um, he had tried to get me to show pigs my senior year, and my dad is not a huge fan of pigs, and which is funny because my husband's family, like, that's huge. their family yeah. business. So, um, and so, yeah, I never never really got to try anything else, and I just predominantly stuck to the, the cattle thing. And, I know. And I showed other um, breeds. I yeah. showed Maine's and Angus and, um, yeah, that's commercial so, calves, yeah. but... But yeah, that's so. Did you? How early were you? Or how young were you when you first started showing? Um, I showed. I stepped in the ring first time when I was four or five. Four or five. Yeah, I, I remember some that. open show, and I I don't remember what it was. But then um, I showed a bucket. That was my first like bucket bottle project. Yeah. I remember my parents prepping me for the interview that they did, <laughs> and I just rattled everything off. I loved working with little calves, and yeah. it was it's just fun. I when I was little and. Um, I was being naughty in church. My dad would hand me Shorthorn Country, and I would just scroll through. <laughs> I, I called him Moo all the time. My dad would be Moo, and, and I, I love cattle yeah. from, like, day one. <laughs> Isn't that funny how you kind of just connect with them? Yeah, I'm absolutely. Too. Like, we showed sheep, but I, I remember the first time that I went to a show. I was, like, eight, 
I think. And my yep. sister was showing and I was yep. like, oh, I'm all in. I was yep. like, I'm all in on this. It yeah. was so much fun. I just remember it, like, for my family, it was a big deal because my dad never, um, like, his family doesn't show cattle. And yeah. he was, like, the first one to really take over the show cattle side mm-hmm. of it. And so I think for him to, like, get his name out there and get his brand mm-hmm. out there and then to have his own daughter, you know, being able to start that generation of the show side of it was yeah. was a big step for him. And How really... did that progress for you guys? Because, you know, your dad didn't come really from a legacy farm, stock farm, right? He yep. created it from himself. Yeah. Do you remember that kind of starting or had that he established yeah. that? Yeah, I remember we had this one calf, Faith, and she was a shorthorn. And um, it was, you look back on pictures and you're like, how in the heck was that thing? Like anything. But she was. And yeah. And we ended up flushing her and just getting more mm-hmm. and more. And we've have we my brother who shows yeah. he's a senior. We're still showing bloodline calves out of that same mm-hmm. same cow. And so that's kind of where it started. Him and Jared Jark from mm-hmm. Indiana, um, they were they would go showing together. Mm-hmm. They'd go fitting calves all around the country, and they raised um, Minority Report. Okay. It was a bull, and then. Um, they they promoted him for a while, and then Dad had sold a bull, Polar Express, and mm-hmm. so it just kind of like went on and on. And after so many years, you know, it's you have some up years, you have some down years, and I feel like he's just progressively, you know, going outside of his boundaries as yeah. well. My dad's not a super. Uh, social guy (laughs) now he is because he's with Lorna but beforehand I feel like that was a little bit harder for him to that business side of it I mean I remember he'd we'd go to beef expo and we'd be selling calves and I had to memorize the whole sheet at 10 years old of what these things were and everything because he would leave I mean he's out he's not a talker and so um, I think that really kind of helped our business is that that connection that you make with I really remember that from you, like, always being such an advocate for your family's herd. Yeah. Even from a small age. And so you've always had that role to me more more so, you know, I mean, I just remember you talking the cattle and knowing what your breeding was and being able to go in the herd and really step forward at a young age to really represent what you and your dad. I mean, basically it was you and your dad for a while. And then, uh, you know, really doing out there in the out there in the pastures in the yeah. you know oh, the off season the yeah. off show season kind yeah. of thing yeah i know it's so uh, now you guys so you and robert live here in tipton yeah and your dad lives in stanwood yep. outside of stanwood yeah how many cows are you guys running now or what's what's the herd he, look like now yeah he runs about 20 25 cows um, okay. not too many we keep it we keep it pretty small mm-hmm. we have a couple partnerships where we'll do some embryos with some guys and um put them in their recips but we don't I mean, we keep it pretty close and, mm-hmm. and tight with what we do. We don't like to... Sometimes you get 100 cows and you can't put as much work and, mm-hmm. and effort into, you know, as what we do with our smaller herd. So I feel like it really helps having a smaller herd just because, you know, you know you have to do it this way and this mm-hmm. is how it's done and um, you do it right, I guess. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. Do you and Robert have cows together, or do you just share, like, at your dad's? Yeah, so we kind of share dad's, but we actually just bought our first set of embryos <laughs> that we're going to put in. So um, we are, hopefully, we're looking for a place, a farm, a place yeah. to live. Um, 
They're just obviously super hard to come by right now. So hopefully once we get our own place, we'll be able to, you know, get a couple cows. Robert did have some cows, but with him moving over yeah. here to Tipton, they were old, his old show cows. And so they were just... They it were was there. time to go. Yeah, it was time for them to go down the road. So, um, yeah, we're hoping to start that back up. We've just, everything's always kind of been a partnership with my dad and yeah. um, helping him out. And he helps us out. And so it just kind of mm-hmm. is a good... It's a good fit. And it's, it's good yeah. for us to, you know, get some back, some experience, just mm-hmm. like the breeding side of it, and get some more knowledge under our belts. And so when we decide to take over our own, we can, yeah, we can absolutely. do that. Yeah. I know. You talked about your brother, Jordan. Yep. So when you were done showing as a senior, yep. did Jordan start the next year? Was Is he nine, ten years behind you? He is ten years behind me. Almost so, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He took off. We, we had one... Well, I no, because I showed until I was 21. Oh and yeah. So um, he started on my in my very last year showing. So we we have not taken a break in it yet. <laughs> How would you say it's been different for you helping Jordan through these last nine years mm-hmm. as it was for you coming through your 12 years of showing? Yeah, I feel like different wise, um, it's. It's the same concepts. I feel like he's a boy, and so he's a little more bullheaded than I was. Um, what? I know. but I think I think it's always been kind of fun with him and I because it's always been a little competition about, like, how I did and how he does. And, and so it's been fun that way with our family just to joke back and forth. But I feel like I never really had, like, that person to look up to mm-hmm. or to, you know, I never really watched anyone showing, whereas he – got to kind of see how it went and mm-hmm. how what worked and how it worked and and that sort of thing but uh um I just I feel like the calves have changed I feel like the breeding has changed I feel like the types and kind have changed a right. lot since I was showing uh, my dad's always been outside the box yeah. always like that's always been his breeding his motto he's never raised your typical shorthorn or your yeah. typical you know female or whatever but and so it's been that's been really awesome to have that side of it because Uh I feel like sometimes as an industry we get so stuck in in a certain particular way we don't really look necessarily towards the future Mm -hmm. and what they're going to produce and how they're going to be cows and and that sort of thing and that's always been my dad's motto you know if if they can't be cows then they're not worth it for us, I guess. So <laughs> I know. Well, and you've had a lot of success. Yeah. You and Jordan yeah. were, I mean, you guys hit the circuit. You were high point achievers yep. last year or yep. 2020? 2020, or t- 20, yeah, 2020. 2020. 2020, yeah. That's a really big deal. Yeah, it was It was a really huge accomplishment for, for our family. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So I was, and you get to drive that trailer around. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, and you and will tell the story. You guys had a gooseneck trailer, very signature red steel <laughs> yes. gooseneck trailer, which, hey, oh, I started with yes. the bumper trailer, yep. you know, and then yep. your dad just invested in a new trailer yep. for the farm, or the family yep. did, the farm did, yep. and then you guys earned that title, new and trailer. then <laughs> and you got to have it for two weeks. I know, I begged my dad, oh God, we had the steel red trailer that had rusted out holes, and I never forget, like dad had rigged it up, because our calves would go in the cooler in the summertime, so when we go jackpotting in the summer, um, we could rig it up that we'd have the generator running in the back of the truck, and fans going down the road when yeah. it was really hot out, and uh, there was a little rusted out hole in the nose of the gooseneck <laughs> that you could run the cord through, and 
Oh, I would always get so embarrassed of that trailer, and I beg, beg for a new trailer. You see all these people, you oh, know, I know. pulling Trust in with me. these nice trailers, and um, never happened. But then my brother starts showing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what do you know? Then it happens. You know? yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's so funny. We literally. I my sister came to the first fair with her her furred heifer in the stock rack yeah. of the back of the truck. You know, and yeah. it's just. You do what you have to do. That's right. And sometimes you have to do what you can afford to do yeah. for the farm and whatever, yeah. you know. But that tra- I just that year you got the yeah. new trailer. You, you it was earned. like, yeah, was Christmas like, all over. Yes. And then they were like, oh, my gosh. We yes. could have done this five years apart. Would be oh, awesome. I know. My dad's always a big believer. It's what's in the trailer, not what's uh, how the trailer's what the trailer looks like necessarily. Isn't that, that's true. It is. I'll yeah. go with that a lot. I know. So along the way, there was probably some point in your career that you kind of cranked it up yeah because I I remember I mean you winning supreme heifer I remember you winning showmanship after showmanship what do you think made the difference in how you turned it up from a beginner showman and you know just somebody who's good to somebody who's really dedicated and great what do you think how do you think that changed for you yeah I feel like um I, I I didn't have great calves, you know, yeah. at the very beginning, and I didn't have, you know, all the experience in the world, and I feel like just being in the ring more frequently, just kind of, I more and more felt more comfortable doing that, and um, I watched a lot of people in the ring, and um, I just, I remember people like the Col- Mandy Colehouse, and um, Becca Freeman, and like all these girls that I would watch in the um, the Jorgensen girls. I'd uh-huh. watch them in the ring, and you know, you just take notes of what what they were doing and and how they were doing it. And I would try to replicate things, yeah. you know, things that they did to make you stand out. I know, like showmanship was how can you blend in with your animal, right? You know, and just mm-hmm. and and I don't know if it was just like the experience combined with watching them and applying those things, but. I started to feel calm like like that was like my happy place yeah. like when I go into the ring like now as a sister I'm a nervous wreck when he goes <laughs> into the ring I'm like shaking nervous like how's it gonna go and I don't know why but like when I'm in there I just like I feel at ease I feel calm I feel like I'm ready to go yeah. and and that's take how it, it on. changed for you because yeah. so many girls guys whatever they're good but they never can figure out how to crank it yep. to make themselves great, yep. how to turn it up. Mm-hmm. And we talk so much about mentors or talk about idols that we look at and people we watch. Yep. And I have to tell you, so many people look to you. <laughs> I mean, you have mentored so many people yeah. and given back in so many different, just locally here, but also girls and guys. Yep. And I know that's a big part of that's really important to you yeah. to make sure that the next generation keeps coming, yep. but keeps coming at a different level, like keeps coming at a high level. Right. You know, I mean, it's just fun to see you give those tips back and to give back like that. I yeah. think it's one of the things that really makes you a lady in the lead because you haven't forgotten where you came from, where right. you started. Yeah. And you're so grateful about the opportunity that is in front of people. Yeah. I think that really helps people to see that yeah Yeah, I I this county has given me a lot like I look back over the years and these were some of the best years of my life and Mm -hmm. my I got to do it alongside my best friend maid of honor Caitlin Enns and her and I we always pushed each other to and in the ring and you know no matter who beat who Mm -hmm. who won who lost we were always like right there I'll never Mm -hmm. forget my senior year and 
she was grand and I was reserved and we met each other at the I remember ring that. and hugged each other. Like it was just, it was a con- that constant support and just knowing like, you know, we can push each other to, to be better, to be better. That's cool. One of the things that's kind of unique about your story, because I interview a lot of people and they tell me like they've had to choose in life between sports and showing cattle. Now you, for those who don't know, yeah. you are a softball stud. <laughs> you played a lot of softball. I did. And you went to college and played softball, and you yep. coached softball. What do you say to, to girls or to kids who want to do both? How did you do both? Um, honestly, like, doing both is, it's a task. I yeah. mean, it's it's hard. You don't, you, you it's, it's hard to do both. That's, yeah. That's how I can put it. Um, I have a lot of my dad to thank for that. I mean, he helped me through a lot of those years, and be late nights with him and I in the barn and um, doing that sort of thing and I mean you just have to have that dedication I, I'll, I'm not gonna lie like that dedication of like in the morning and at night it takes like a true true heart true desire mm-hmm. I mean, you have to really want both because if you want to put full effort into both it's um it's yeah. tough. Because really varsity is tough. softball games go to 10 it's every, at night. And back when I played, you know, it was every night we were playing. Yeah. We were having varsity games every night, super late. And uh, and my parents were divorced at the time, and so I was split between two homes. So that made it even more, you know, mm-hmm. hard to get back and forth. And um, thankfully, when I turned 16, I could drive and do that sort of thing. But, yeah. you know, before you're 16 and, and you're stuck on your parents' schedule to drive you around and get you to places, it's... I, I have my dad full, fully to thank for allowing me to do both of yeah. it. Because, I mean, he saw potential in both things and, mm-hmm. and pushed me to... Uh, to be successful in that's both. That's right. That's right. Gave you an opportunity for both. Yeah. Because yeah. it is hard. Yeah. I mean, it's really absolutely. hard. I mean, your softball season is probably the biggest conflicting season with here in Iowa yep. with the show season. Yeah. I mean, it's June and May and you're warming up in March and April mm-hmm. and you were a catcher and mm-hmm. you were probably pitching and catching Through in January. Times. Yeah. Yep, yep. And so those times when it is dark out and you're just getting home and it's 1030 to go to the barn to turn out to rinse again. Yeah. You're like, I am tired. <laughs> That's right. I, I just want to go to bed. Please let me go to bed. Yeah. But I know. I mean, yeah. So it's good to hear like you can do it. If you want and and to be honest like if I could go back and do it again um I enjoyed softball and it, it meant a lot to me but at this point like I've kind of put the glove down and yeah. I'm not as involved and I would I wish I would have pursued some more um agricultural type things like yeah. judging and doing those livestock deals because I feel like that's what matters right now and I feel like that's what's most relevant mm-hmm. and uh, for you right yeah. and for so I I feel like I, I kind of wish I would have taking that stuff a little more do you think um if you had to give yourself advice Mm -hmm. back like Jaden talking to nine-year-old Jaden what would you say like what would you say to do different or what would you say to yourself at nine at nine years old man like being who you are now and knowing what you know now and looking back what would you tell yourself at nine um the winning doesn't always matter <laughs> whether you win or lose it's the friendships and then I still I still believe that today yeah. and I, I've lived through that but it's it's the friendships and and the family and the people that are in my lives that I've connected with through the ring and through yeah. agriculture and everybody that I've um, that's been a part of who mm-hmm. I am that's that's what's important is 
is those things there. Do you think you just thought too much about winning when you were nine and 10 and 11 and were disappointed or just, we like to win. And that's, yeah. you know, that's how Everybody my family's does. been very, very competitive my entire life. And so, you know, sometimes I feel like we get a little caught up in, you know, how we did or how the, you know, what the judge said. And sometimes you just got to learn to let some of those things go because it's one day, one opinion. And I don't think that's just necessarily for me. I feel like that's a hard pill for a lot of people yeah, to swallow. Yeah. And uh, and I feel like a lot of nine-year-olds could hear that because I see, I see kids nowadays, they just um, – it, I feel like it's been more about the winning than it is like the friendships, the passion, the things mm -hmm. that um, it what it's truly about. I yeah. just it's it's not the same as what it used to be in that way. Yeah, so. there's some changes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think there's some real family structure still in it. I yeah. think there's that family, but I do feel like it's elevated a lot. The champion steer yep. brings a lot yeah there's a lot of pressure yep. to do that and there's yep. a lot of money spent on calves up front yeah that there's just the price of what people are paying now yeah. for for livestock in general mm -hmm. i feel like it's just so there's a little bit more skin in the game and mm -hmm. you know i grew up where my dad didn't buy a calf for me i mean we raised everything that we that we showed, showed. and yeah. so um Good, bad, and ugly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, so I feel like it's just in that way, it's a little different. So tell me about the next 10 years, okay? Yeah. Like, what do you see for yourself in, in how you're, because Jordan's going to graduate. Yep. So now you really don't have a showman in the ring that you, like, to take the whole yeah. raised ones and put in yeah. there. I mean, I assume he's going to show a couple more years yeah. here. But what do you guys see out? Um, uh, obviously, Robert and I personally would like to establish a herd ourselves. Yeah. So, um, I mean, eventually in the next couple of years, if mm -hmm. we start trying to have our own kids, so we'll have something started for them once mm -hmm. they start showing. Um, we just kind of want to establish something ourselves, just, you know, and, and with, with my dad still, too. Yeah. But just kind of get something of our own going. Do you have a certain breed in mind that you're thinking? Or? Um, Robert actually grew up showing Angus. His, oh, he if did. You go, yeah, if you go way back in his, um, he's a freeze, and so his uncle and all of them, they did the same type of thing. They would fit his dad. Yeah. Um, his dad passed away when he was way young. Okay. And so... Um, he didn't really get to know his dad very well in, in like, the cattle yeah. aspect, but um, his uncle kind of showed him the light. So he got to show some Angus cattle, and he um, grew really up like showing. And he, so he, he likes so the black ones more than likes, the red. <laughs> yes, he likes Angus, but I have a feeling shorthorns won't be too far away. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. How is the pig thing going to incorporate into the family? Are you going to raise hogs? Too? Yes, yes. So that's always been his family. They, um, they kind of have an operation together, and... Um, that's something we would like to continue doing and and we share a lot of like breeding decisions with them and what you know Robert mm -hmm. thinks that will be a good boar to breed to or whatever and so um, we'll probably continue doing doing that Pigs. with them and yeah <laughs> I know it's <laughs> it's different it's People been a fun it's, it's been fun to like get to know like the things and it's crazy how similar they are, but different. You yeah. Know, cattle and pigs. People and say if you're really good at showing cattle, you'll be really good at showing pigs yeah. because you know what it takes. I know. The dedication, the daily dedication That's it right. takes to get the hog ready. And, it's just the but, amount of walking and the amount of exercise and getting them to hold their heads up is it's a little bit harder than it is for the the cattle. <laughs> just put a halter on them and get their head up. But uh, 
yeah it's, it's oh that's it's definitely something will continue <laughs> yeah i know well jordan shows pigs now so yes, you probably yep. have a few in the barn someplace we do yes yeah three and four four in the barn <laughs> four in the barn yep <laughs> now in 10 years i'm going to come back and i'm going to play you this and if you have a barn full of goats yeah I'm be like i know do you remember when you said Actually, and- well robert showed goats too he so did. he did Wait, meat uh boar meat goats or did he show dairy he showed meat goats yeah yeah so he was re- what did they they just got done talking about it. reserve um weather or something at the iowa state fair one year yeah and it's i'm pretty sure it was probably a fluke deal <laughs> <laughs> don't say that we didn't say that we didn't say that no they're they're loving it um um, our really good friends Blake and Katie Vandermull and they've got goats and yeah. so um, it's fun like listening to Blake and Robert talk about goats because I think I think you'll be surprised with some some species to uh, show up to the fair this year. <laughs> Ooh, this is a little forecast yes, day. Yes, <laughs> we'll see if it turns out at least. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or t- for Jordan. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh well go away it is all. on is that's on right. saturday so yes. you never know yep. i know that's really good <laughs> another thing you guys started is you guys um actually started hosting a fall preview show yeah here in yep. cedar county and tipton tell us a little bit about that how did that all come about and how did you guys get that going and because yeah. you're a big part of that yeah so my dad was um the blake sievers memorial show yeah. was running that for a lot of years and uh um, there was one year I think they had double booked and so he could no longer have the show that weekend and so they ended up canceling and I don't think he wanted to pick it back up again. I think they did that for 12, 12 years yeah. or so. And so um, it's just a fun show. We want to get our a lot of people, I shouldn't say yeah. just we, but we as a livestock industry want to get our calves out ready to go mm-hmm. and shown and presented. And um, sometimes when you have those titles, it helps when you're selling them in the fall. And so... Um, we, myself and Logan LaFriends and Jared Duell had gotten together and decided we mm-hmm. wanted to take it on and try it out. And so this was the third year, I believe, we did it. One year we didn't get to do it because of the, of the weather. weather. It was, yeah, so. Iowa rain. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold and rainy. And um, so, yeah, we took that over and it's going well. Our numbers were pretty good this year. We have a $500 payout. And yeah. so that really helps boost our mm-hmm. uh yeah you well, know attendance i yeah. guess and this year i believe it was even more than 500 i can't remember but yeah. i mean it was pretty good and it's off. always the last weekend in september right usually in october second oh. weekend of oh, october second weekend of october yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah. I was thinking and about so that. it's kind of a tough time i know with fall sales and um lots going on then but um still it is a great time to get is. the calves out it is just to get them with that show ring experience it kind of gets them to calm down and once you can get them out and they can see what it's like to be a show calf. It yeah. usually just helps calm their temperament. I know. Has, has it been fun being an organizer that way? Yeah, it's been a, it's, it's a different aspect than being the exhibitor, yeah. that's for sure. It's a lot more work behind the scenes, getting everything, the help lined up, getting the, the – a lot of what I do is the sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Um, I help find sponsors. I call people and – it's always awkward asking people for money, so it's uh, it's quite the joy. But you know, it it's good. We always have good prizes. We have good payout. It's we've always been complimented on how well it's ran, and um, we try to get you know the most 
competent judge. I don't want to say competent judge judges, but just people that aren't going to play the politics like some some might. Yeah. You know, it's hard with these fall yeah, baby calves, and baby calves are hard to judge in general. You yes. know, because you don't know what they're going to turn Do, out to be. Yeah, and the, they don't always act the best. We all know that. Yep. Some yep. of them. I mean, there was a couple that flopped on their sides. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, it's just part of it. Yeah, but I think it's a cool. You know, it's a cool opportunity that you guys took on. Yep. I mean, people think you have to be 60 years old to host these shows. Yeah. And here you guys are yeah. in your young 20s. The three of you guys are deciding to take it over and just doing it. Yeah. You know? and, and that's I think something, it's like, I know with Logan moving away, I think that he's kind of taken a step away from, from the show, which is fine. But that's why I'm hoping to bring on, like, Erica Chapman and Blake Ayler and um, yeah. get them kind of helping because they, they know how to run a show. And yeah. they're they're competent girls and they know they I know. know how it works and so it's so weird because the whole idea for um the title for this ladies in the lead came mm-hmm. from about from an idea i had about having a sale a fraternity sale where women were consigners yep. and women would be you know bringing the the livestock there and then turning around and having a fraternity show with it yeah and and having the women turn around and run it yeah and i know so many women do so much in the ring and it can mm-hmm. you know every aspect of it and it's nothing unique like women have been doing that for years right but (laughs) i love the fact that you're inviting you know young girls who are are women shouldn't say girls sorry (laughs) young women to come and join right in you know and not waiting until you know we're 35 40 years old or feel Mm -hmm. like we know enough to do it yeah because they do know enough that's right and that's and that's what i feel like i us jumping into that we didn't know what we were doing to begin with you know you think about payouts and how you split up the payouts and how you pay classes and how you decide an entry fee I mean we don't none of us had really had a good understanding of that I mean we helped run the um, both Logan and I went to Iowa State and I know we helped with like the block and bridal show and it's just it's it's a lot different when you're in the lead and you're managing not just one aspect but all the aspects and so um, I felt like we really did a good job of working together and mm-hmm. um, and really stepping forward yeah. and taking that on. Yeah. That was a big thing. I mean, it was a big thing. A lot of people look forward to that. And I, I know there's a lot of shows everywhere that yep. a lot of people look forward to. And yep. sometimes it's just nice to pass the baton, you know, yep. to pass it down. Absolutely. So I love that you did that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a good thing. Okay. We always wrap up with a few few questions. All right. All right. First of all, everybody wants to know what's the music playing in the barn when you go to the barn? Oh gosh. Well, you, I like country, but honestly, when I'm in the barn, we like to listen to some some rap. <laughs> some old like 2000s rap. I love Nelly. I love like just all that old oldie but goodies. <laughs> Does Jordan like that too? Oh, he's more of like the recent rap. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it, but um, yeah, he's more of like the recent rap, and uh, I, I like the old rap tunes. I remember as a kid in a bar in the barn, my mom and I would be out there rinsing calves, and and Nelly would be playing his hot in here song or whatever it was That's and awesome. i'd just be you know blowing out calves or whatever yes. and, and singing sing along. That That's right. i really love that all right and we all want to know when you go to the barn 
Okay, what do you? What's the attire? Summer attire. Is Summer it, attire. Is it homeless look? Pretty much. It's, it's never, <laughs> never anything other than homeless attire. <laughs> which, which, it, okay, you're definitely not a flip flop girl, though. I don't think, are you? Oh, 100 percent, I am. <gasps> no, <laughs> I am. Oh my god, I am such a flip flop girl. I will never forget my dad. I wore flip-flops and Faith, that original cow I told you about, had stepped on my foot and I screamed and my dad's like, don't scream around the cattle. I'm like, my foot. And ever since then, like, I'm like, yeah, I can handle that cow. I can handle whatever, you know? So it's not great. I'm definitely a flip-flop girl or tennis shoes, old, holy tennis shoes that have zero support in them. (laughs) No boots. No, no pants. No, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. just just uh, shorts and a t-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> this, it's always so funny to see the difference between when you go to a show, what you look like. Oh my gosh, I know. I'm a completely different person at home. That's for sure. <laughs> no makeup, hair in a messy bun. <laughs> that's true. Aren't we all? Yeah, yeah, I know. All right, favorite show you ever showed at? Oh, I would definitely Louisville. Louisville. That was the best. Amazing. Like, coming down in that that, uh, arena, coming down the ramp on the green shavings. Um, And I actually... had a, a black calf for once. Oh <laughs> the main gosh. main heifer that um, beat like ninety thousand dollars worth of calves in yeah. her class and was reserved division and and that was like the greatest. I just remember my dad saying like that calf was fourth in class and it was like thirty thousand dollars and I'm like that's amazing. I just won that class. <laughs> All right. Favorite animal you ever showed. Favorite Doesn't have to be the best one. Favorite one. Do you have a favorite? Everybody yeah, has a favorite. Yeah, my first heifer that I won county fair with. That was her name was Sweetheart. She was a shorthorn heifer. And, Do you still have uh, her? Um, nope. She passed away. Actually, when I was at Iowa State, she, uh, um, yeah, she ended up passing away at the at the vet vet office oh. in Iowa State, giving birth to her calf. And she ended up having a calf that had. We called her Sweetheart because she had a heart on her head. And she had a calf that had a heart on her head. So it was just kind of like sentimental. But she was kind of like the one that started the shorthorn, you know, showing wise, mm-hmm. set us on a tone. So she was she was my favorite. Uh, I, could, I could, I remember my brother was like four and I could pick her up and put him on her back and ride, he would ride around on her <laughs> out of the pasture. I can see Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I have pictures of it. Maybe we'll see that graduation that's party. That's right. There you go. I know. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being yeah, here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you so yeah. much for just all that you do because you really, I mean, you go above and beyond. You, you're you on youth committee. Yep. You know, you're, don- you're donating your time. You're donating your energy, your money, your excitement. You're giving it back. But you're doing it in an open way. And mm-hmm. that really, I think, is an important part of what this industry is all about. And that's just one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you today. <laughs> because I think your story is so important to share with other people. Yeah, We've been lucky here in Cedar County to be grass- uh, just really close with a lot of great cattlemen Absolutely. and great women role models we just took it for granted a little bit i think yeah. you know just to see that and you've been a part of that and i can't wait to see for the next 10 years i can't <laughs> yeah. wait to see what that looks like for you thanks again yeah Our- this county's given a lot to me and so i can i can only give back to the yeah. county that's given me so many memories and friendships yeah. and family and um even friends that have become family i so, know yes. all right well have a great summer good yes, luck thank you jordan's got heifer steer 
Market heifer. Uh, Market heifer. All the above. Yeah. Oh, and a goat. <laughs> and not to give that away. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later. Yes, thank you. And that's a wrap for another episode of Ladies in the Lead. I want to thank Austin Garner for being my producer. I'm your host, Joan Garner. We can't wait to see you guys out on the road. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and of course, check us out on Facebook at Joan Garner. We'd love to see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.